0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unbutton the podcast. The podcast where the three of us, my friends Pixie and Cherry and myself, Mojo, we come together to talk about topics that are close to our hearts. We try to understand and share our understanding of sex, sexuality and intimacy with one another and hopefully with all of you, our listeners. So thank you for tuning in again. And so Pixie and Cherry, are we ready for this week's topic?
1: Yes, we are so ready. Let's get started. I can't wait, but I will. Let's
0: All right, that's good. I am just going to check out our topic for today. Okay. And our topic for this episode is discovering sexuality. Any immediate Ooh, thoughts? I like that. Let me frame this like um, when we talk about or think about sexuality, like do either of you have stories of how you came about trying to like understand your own sexuality or even Mm -hmm. at a very high level, just understanding the term sexuality?
1: You know, I think understanding the term sexuality came much, much later for me. But Mm -hmm. um, in terms of just discovering my own sexuality and, you know, The fact that I was a sexual being started quite early. I went to an all-girls school. I distinctly remember maybe when I was what, like grade nine, you know, you, you, I started to see more um, girls kiss each other in the bathroom. Uh, There was some fingering action going on and everybody would talk about it. So I feel like already at quite a young age, I was seeing um, things that were happening in front of me in school that made me realize that, oh, okay, you know, like, uh, people can be attracted to each other, like girls can be attracted to girls as well. And, um, you know, we don't necessarily have to be, if I'm a girl, I don't necessarily have to be attracted to a boy alone. And that was that was a really fascinating uh, sort of experience for me. And because, you know, I grew up in, in a relatively traditional household where we didn't really talk about this, or so if there were any movies or videos that we were watching that had sex on it already, or kissing on it of any kind, you know, we weren't watching that. Or if there were two men doing things on screen, like we just didn't watch any of that. So um, I think for me, my school was a place where a lot of this were exploration was being talked about, and you know, we could see people doing it. You know, girls were holding hands with each other, they were dating each other. So, yeah, so I feel like I started. Like just um, being quite aware of, of that at a relatively early age. In terms of my own sexuality, I remember, I don't know how old I was, but I remember maybe in my early teens, let's say, I can't remember. Um, the image is very alive in my head, which is that I uh, remember going to visit uh, some family members in, uh, in another country, and I remember thinking that the, the men that I was seeing in that country were really like really beautiful looking and they had very muscular bodies. And that's when I started, like, I, I remember thinking, oh, he's, he's so good looking. Like, I, I remember being quite attracted to those men. And I, 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 think for me, that was the, that was the time that I was also, you know, like some things happen in your body. Like your, your heart starts to raise, you tend to flush, like your cheeks get hot and those are, some of the, that's, those are some of the memories that I'm kind of, that's coming back to me at the moment. So Pixie, when you talked about,
2: you said, you said, you know, the stories of school and the bathroom and the girls, and then you said, oh, and I, and I realized that, oh, I see even girls can do this with girls. As if to suggest that boys and girls was already normalized for you. And is that, is that these Philippines kind of stories or... Even before that, how did you even know that girls and boys can have this kind of separate you know, non sibling non friendship relationship? do you have do you have, is, is that is I that something that like is a something you remember
1: no, I mean I think in like it was just kind of a given that boys and girls were like you would get married to a boy and I had to and mm, the, mm, the sisters, right like so a lot of their experience like it was kind of like a given that that is what happened in my family Sure, I can never even question that but going to school and just seeing some of the other things that were happening and, and seeing my girlfriends kind of explore with each other that was relatively like new to me and I and I remember not talking about this to anyone in my family like it was something that I didn't want to do or didn't talk about because even then it was relatively like taboo right like people were doing this in the bathroom they weren't doing this in like the playground
2: Mm. And so that suggested to you that this is something that is taboo. Like this is something I probably don't want to mention to my, you know, more traditional mom or dad or sisters.
1: Yeah. And so that, you got
2: that feeling right away.
1: Yeah, I did. And I, I knew that this was different. Like it was, it was not something that, you know, we, we weren't necessarily, like we were talking to each other about it in like our giggly ways and like asking what happened, but that, it was a very like secretive girls thing. Mm, <laughs> it wasn't sure. we were doing. Um, outside.
2: So, so, this is super. The, the reason I asked is because I was trying to sift between, you know, whether there was an understanding of it being, you know, same sex attraction and that being odd, or if it was just simply sex and sexual activity is odd, you know, that sexuality aspect of ourselves. Because it takes me back to the fact that at a very young age, I too was in a convent school. And, uh, of course, I mean, it was all girls. And then I went on to have a co-ed residential life or whatever, starting out like 10 or 11 years old. Right. So after that, it's always been co-ed. But in these early years, there was a time I, I, gosh, I I tend to have a brain for obscure memories. And I remember all the way back to four years old and things like that. And so this was like maybe five years old and kids were coming back. And yeah, exactly. As you say, Pixie. (laughs) You know, just you're kissing, like really just whispering to each other and giggling away about how they had had a slumber party or they had played the quote unquote kissy kissy game. But you know what I'm realizing, the reason I asked Pixie is that it didn't strike me as, oh, that's weird because it's girl on girl. I think that kind of conditioning might have come later and then I would have had to unpack it once again as a teenager. But it was just like, oh, that's that's taboo because it's sex. Like it's taboo because you're doing this non-platonic, like non-friendship. It's not a sibling relationship. You know, you're using your body. So that's something, that's something weird, right? That's like some, uh, you know, the sexuality feeling, which like, again, like you you talk to other movies or pictures or seeing actual male bodies or kissing and stuff in movies. And I, you, we, you, know, you get that feeling in your body. So for me, I would feel it in my genitals. Right, like I would feel it down there, and at that time, obviously, I didn't have the language or the vocabulary for it, but I knew that something else was happening that was not normal. I mean, normal meaning regular, all these other feelings as you had as a five or right? Joy or feeling hot and cold, and you know, any other of those stimulations, uh, this was different. And so, when the stories were shared, it would feel a little turned on or something like something is happening. And I remember one of my friends had uh called it uh, I feel like I've shared this with you guys before where she said I feel like I'm peeing mm. is how she translated that feeling and I remember thinking oh is that what it is like feeling down there and I do I just need to go pee and I held on to that for to way too many years I think guys the <laughs> feeling that I was like oh this is just me wanting to pee I guess um which is quite funny as well but um that's so crazy. I was just trying to think about: did I think of it as weird because it was girl on girl, or weird because it was just sex? And I'm thinking it was just the sex part because that was new itself, in and of itself, you know.
1: Mm. Um, and that's just fascinating to me. Yeah, Mojo. What about you? What was your experience like?
0: I think it's bringing like so many memories. I don't know, probably where to start. To what uh, to the point that Cherry mentioned earlier, right? about some sort of like normalizing the heteronormativity. So in my mind, I think I grew up uh, seeing what was around me, like people getting married, making babies, and things I was watching on TV, all of that. So I grew up trying to understand like that's the way of the world, like a man gets married to a woman, of course, uh, all of that. And I think I was very okay with that. Like okay in the sense like I totally believed that was the only way. Um, And then I think growing up, I suddenly started like noticing I was having feelings like I would have these little crushes, like it sort of reminds me uh, of this one particular incident. Uh, I used to walk back from school uh, back home. And then on the way back, um, I would pass by this little like an office kind of a setup and there would be this person who would, I think he was like an employee there. He would step out around the same time, like 3.34 every day. And we would just smile at each other. And it was just like, I knew I was kind of attracted to this person for some reason. And in my mind, I would call him smiley and all of that because he would just smile at me and it would make me so happy. So things like that. And I think after that, like, you know, little crushes in school with my some of my friends, like feeling really attracted to them. And what I was probably doing was superimposing my... um, My ideas of uh, the normal world where, you know, people get married and engaged and all of that. I distinctly remember kind of growing up, uh, like there would be days where in my mind, I would be like, today's the day I'm getting engaged to this person. Like nothing was happening in the outer world. But in my own mind, like I would be, I would tell myself, like I would like dress up just a little extra. I don't know, nothing was seen, I think. Uh, Like making myself (laughs) feel special in some way. And I kind of also remember, like, I um, had this, uh, my neighbor, um, this boy from Delhi, this family from Delhi that had shifted, and he was really cute. I was kind of attracted to him, all of that. And then I would go to my terrace and um, write love letters for him on leaves, uh, right? <laughs> and then just kind of like throw it to his uh, place, thinking that he'll find it and, you know, uh, whatever.
2: <laughs> so First of all... my mind is going straight to the logistics of that I mean is this like a new leaf like a wet leaf so you're like writing with a twig on it or is it with a pen and then you're just writing on with a pen is that what's happening just because I need to picture this
0: yeah it's a fresh leaf and I would kind of like carve uh, oh
2: (laughs) so much more work and so much more love yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I would do all these little things in my own head and I somewhere was kind of aware that this was not normal. I was feeling like because I hadn't read about it or seen or, you know, uh, this was not my experience. So I kind of really believed this is not normal and this is something that I'm not going to tell anybody. So it was like my little secret in my own head. So I kind of like grew up with that. And I think somewhere I also indulged So it was almost like my little secret. So if I were attracted to somebody, I would let myself like be attracted to that person. I didn't have to kind of uh, express it in some way. Um, I kind of grew up and I think till I was like a teenager and beyond that maybe, I think that's when you have to start expressing this in some way, right? Like you were seeing, I was seeing my friends having girlfriends and uh, people getting into relationships, all of that. So I felt that was like a time to act for me, I do believe like, I knew I was feeling very uh, different. And that was that feeling was becoming more and more stronger for me. But also, it started leading to confusion, because I was supposed to act in a certain way, I was supposed to be having a girlfriend, all of that. But I was also feeling very um, uh, different. And um, I also remember thinking that if I have a girlfriend, maybe these, you know, feelings will stop. And maybe other people Mm. also go through this, they get married and some of these feelings stop, like all of the, these things uh, that went right. on in my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And around that time, I think I started like, uh, and because some of these feelings were becoming intense, I had some sort of like experiences with, uh, with friends, like um, I almost really was like madly in love with a friend of mine, uh, one of my best friends in college, right? I do remember, I think it was like a sleepover. I I tried to kiss him and it didn't go down very well. And it led to, you know, SAR relationships. And um, uh, then I think, you know, I sort of like really started somewhere. I, I think this journey of understanding what this was and who I am and maybe just seeking out references or, and I think this was also the time you had access to some sort of resources, like be it. Uh, the internet and all of that. I think that's when I started looking up stuff and, you know, reading and all of that. Um, but it was until much later that I was ready to even speak about what I was feeling and, you know, how about my sexuality and uh, that I'm different. Uh, I, I think that all that research in some way sort of gave me the vocabulary, if you will, to even say, okay, this is who I am. So that's been my experience.
2: Wow, yeah. That, I mean... Cool. That that's gotta have been so tough, Mojo, uh, in a time when you're so right. I mean, heteronormativity, meaning boy, girl, boy, girl, and then we form this family. And I have to say, I I definitely took cues from, I mean, was conditioned that way as well to think mm-hmm. boy, girl. To the extent you know, when you think about the perfect family, and you say, I want to have two kids, and one will be a boy, one will be a girl, as if that's how somehow completes it. Yeah. You know, even there in that level having one of each is a sort of quote unquote completion of the picture um it just goes to show how like completely deep that idea is how that a man and a woman or a boy and a girl the opposites supposedly are com- are a complete picture and um when i was uh, you know as I'm, I'm thinking back to thinking from those ideas just as you did and how it translated i have to say that my first crush was now that I think about it, because I was taken back by my previous, uh, what I shared previously to that same moment, that like five-year-old or six-year-old or whatever. And I remember the bus we used to go on and the the fellow, the bhaiya, mm. you know, who used to help on the bus. Mm. I think he was my first crush. I think so. Because oh. I still remember picturing he, like he and I were in one of those... Uh, this is entirely inappropriate, given the age difference, of course. Because <laughs> he should have been an uncle or something, right? <laughs> but picturing ourselves in a uh, 90s, those, those movie, the, the songs, you know, where the, the hero and heroine wear the same color in every other scene. right? Either they were in yeah. blue, 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 or they were wearing yellow, yellow, red, red. And I still remember imagining uh, that he and I were in one of those scenes and we're running around. I mean, there's nothing, there's no, let's say, sexual activity. Maybe kissing because all these girls are talking about kissing and stuff. Uh, but I don't think I even went there. But the idea of this romance of it, you know, doing something that was not platonic, again, of course, at that time, I wouldn't even have known the word platonic, but you know what I mean, um, was the idea of sexuality. Like there's something different, right? Had to say about this relationship. And that became very clear to me very early on. And that I was having these feelings, I was feeling it in my body. Somehow, I don't know, it's compartmentalized, like feeling that when I'm watching some other things. But when I was thinking about this so-called crush, this guy, I guess he is the only other male in my life. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why I would just think about him. For example, like, you know, these uh, romantic scenes where, or like, where the the two uh, protagonists, I mean, the, whatever, the hero and heroine are separated and there's all this angst, mm. you know, that stuff would also turn me on. Yeah. which leads, I mean, later in life, also reading all these romance novels and stuff, like most of it comes from the tension and the angst and the fight and the conflict and then how they come together. And then they come together, okay, it might be sexy or whatever. But um, all of that made me think of, I mean, it was all arousing to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the yeah. things that
1: I um, was reflecting on when I was hearing your story, Mojo, was this idea of sharing experiences with, um, you know, your friends and and kids at your age. So I remember at a very young age already, I was sharing, like at least when I was a teenager and still in like grade five, grade six, I still had some girlfriends that I was sharing some of these experiences with. Right. Uh, But Mm -hmm. when I'm listening to your story, I, you know, it was, it was your secret life for a long time. So I just want to like, when, so was the, was the friend that you tried to kiss that, the first time that you were actually sharing this with someone else. And before that, that you had never shared this with anyone.
0: Yeah. So that was also, uh, I think what I missed out probably saying in my story is, uh, are some of those episodes of like abuse I had, right? Because Mm -hmm. I feel somewhere they also informed this whole like understanding in some way. And um, with this one um, sort of like relative of mine, who I had those experiences with, it was like a secret between that person and me. Over time, um, I wouldn't say this friend of mine was the first person who kind of like I shared it with in some way because it was, it was this sort of like untold or uh, unspoken kind of um, uh, secret that I had with the person uh, who had who I had those relationships with. Uh, I had that relationship with, right? So I think there was that person knowing but you know, even with my friend it wasn't like you know we had a conversation there was such a fine line between friendship and what i was feeling for me it was like an intense friendship uh, what i was feeling and i had you know i had this notion growing up that there is no best friend i will never have a best friend but um when i met this person and this was like much later i was like 19 or something and when i met this person I was like, oh, here is one person who, who I'm ready to give that, you know, sort of like a title to, like my best friend or something. Because this was really, it felt special. There was a sort of like an emotional intimacy. Like we both got each other. We both like wanted to spend time with each other, like learn more about each other. So it was easy for me to like imagine this was more than friendship. And I think that's where I probably, you know, crossed the line with this one person. So there was no, like, speaking uh, of... Because e- even with my friend, I don't think I told him that um, we... I kind of worded it that way. Like, I'm attracted to him or, you know, there was, like, an implicit understanding. But uh, many, many years later, I had to come out to that friend, like, r- literally, right? And I think that's when we really had that conversation. But um back then, I don't think we had that conversation, Pixie.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's... I, I Like, I always feel like there was... Um, when it came to just exploring uh, sexuality and, and, you know, things that you were seeing around you, there was always, like, people, like, my, my friends, my girlfriends, who were all experiencing kind of similar things that I could uh, speak to about. And I remember, um, you know, really talking about all the crushes that I had with them and, you know, like, who these people were. Um, one of the places where I think, you know, I, funnily enough, I think when I was growing up, A lot of my uh, experiences was looking at men and being attracted to them and, you know, like very similar to Cherry kind of uh, that experience of, oh, okay, you know, I'm attracted to someone. I'm attracted to a certain, like this, this guy who's walking and the movies that we were watching and the conditioning that took place. I think, you know, I feel like a lot of my questioning came much later because I, I, you know, when I went to college and university and meeting more people and meeting you know people's um, and hearing from people's experiences, I think that's when I started to question. You know, could I be attracted? Um, so I so I know I'm attracted to men. Could I be attracted to girls? Um, and actually, that happened a lot later. And I think the first time I actually remember asking myself this was when I was trying to look for porn and I didn't know where to look for porn didn't know what to do and I saw I I, this was because it was much later I went on YouTube Mm. and and I would specifically look for uh, lesbians kissing and Mm. I remember being quite turned on by that and I, I that was I think the first time when I started to question my own sexuality and was I just you know was I just attracted to men because that's what I knew or was conditioned to to think was was the way that I, I needed to be as an individual or if I, as as I opened up as an individual is this something that could that I could explore um you know can I actually be attracted to women because I'm getting turned on by this visual like I remember like that that time like having lots of question about a lot of questions about my own sexuality and I think partly it was because I was kind of re- relaxing my own definitions of what some of these things meant or, you know, questioning some of the ways in which that I was brought up. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think I questioned it until much later in my life.
2: You know what this is making me think of is, uh, did you guys watch the movie Boys Don't Cry? I, put, I mean, yeah. it's a story about, long and short, the part, part I want to focus on it, um, is uh, a person who so far in their life, I mean they're a woman, um, but they identify as a man or whatever. So without getting into the gender thing, they, they start dressing up as a man, right? In the for the most part of the movie. And I remember being attracted to that person. The the man. Whatever mm-hmm. this part that they were playing. Now without getting into what else it was about, I realized that I even if it was a tomboy or a boyish manish, whatever those mean right male sex kind of feeling if -hmm. that feeling was there then I was still attracted so I was quite sure I mean I was like I always thought that okay so uh, you know attracted to men I mean I'm not even questioning I mean I didn't even think about the other stuff Uh, and then in high school a fairly fairly hippie-ish liberal place where people are exploring their sexuality, doing all kinds of things that are outside of the quote-unquote norm. Even if it isn't really your thing, people are exploring anyway. And I remember not feeling that at all. Like I was still attracted to uh, men, you know, the boys, Uh, and went on to have, have a relationship and stuff like that. So I was exploring my sexuality in the physical realm of things. So it was very new for me in that sense, discovering my sexuality and the fact that I realized that I'm a very sexual being. I mean, I like physical uh, activity. I like physical act of things related to sex. But never in the context of was I thinking of it as outside of this heteronormative sort of like, oh, yeah, me, girl boy, girl boy kind of thing. And just like you said, Pixie, just now, I, it was only in, I want to say, my first year of college or second year. One of my friends actually asked me, Cherry, uh, you know, have you thought about, you know, are you attracted to uh, women? Have you been, you know, have you had a crush, passing crush? You know, we can have these kind of things where you have a crush and stuff. I was thinking, and I thought to myself, uh, boy, I can't think of any crushes. And then I realized that I just, something happened. I mean, when I told you guys (laughs) that the bus guy I had a crush on later, I think I don't have crushes. I don't have that. And again, my second realization was, despite having some of these physical sexual activity experiences, that I didn't feel actually sexual feelings. For it didn't matter whether you're a man, woman, whatever, like I didn't generally feel it. So I was flirting with the idea of like, I was like, maybe the word asexual describes how I feel or, or, you know, there's like half a year, I feel like this. And then sometimes I feel turned on and maybe I feel sexually attracted. But sexual attraction had stopped really being a thing for me by college. But because this friend asked me in that moment, just put me on the spot and said, I, I mean, I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. It's if, if at all I have felt, then it's been for men so far. But she's like, so how do you know? How do you know? Do you know for sure? And because I mean, it was sort of a philosophical question that I couldn't, I couldn't say no, I, I've never felt and I will never feel because the seed was planted in my brain. I thought about it for a great long time like I was like oh my god I must be attracted like how do I know I could be all right you know and so even in porn Pixie that's so uh, like this is so in parallel with what was happening with me is that I was very very attracted to so in those moments that I was feeling sort of sexy and sexually roused uh, I would yeah I very much enjoyed uh, girl on girl lesbian porn but I also of course I liked whatever male woman, a uh, female porn as well, whatever. But because that friend asked me the question, I, ever since then, I started questioning whether I understood my own sexuality, whether uh, some part of me is always bought into the idea that we're all sort of bisexual. We just sort of lean towards one more than the other. And some of us are so much so leaning towards one that we only feel one way all our lives. So, and uh, anyway, so my point is that over time, I have come to think that, you know what? it's possible that, I mean, I haven't met women that yet maybe that I've uh, mm. felt a great big attraction, but I think that's increasing over time. Like in my adult life, I'm finding women that I might be even sexually attracted to. So what I'm realizing is that, you know, probably bisexual is what it is. Is a word that would capture what I'm saying, what I am, but also asexual because of those huge swaths of time that I don't feel anything for any human. Mm. So it's um, it's a bit of a like with, without using the labels as boxes with so much as in passing like whats what i how can i describe myself today uh, is how i would use those i'm i'm realizing i can, i'm using those labels at least mm.
0: yeah you know i think uh, this sort of like exploring constantly exploring and understanding having a better understanding of ourselves i think that's fantastic right because More and more, I'm hearing like friends who want to try, who never even entertained this idea of being attracted. uh, Some of my girlfriends, like uh, being attracted to another woman. Uh, I'm hearing more of that. Like people want to give it a try. People are attracted to, I mean, you could call them sort of like bi-curious, if you will. Mm -hmm. But also there are people who genuinely think they are attracted. And, you know, some of them even married uh, to a man, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. They want to kind of like explore, they know that they are attracted to women and they are kind of like hoping that they will get to maybe experience that or explore that uh, a little more. Uh, For me, kind of, I think uh, part of this happened like in my own coming out journey, right? Like I think I remember uh, in one of my first jobs, like especially when hanging out with colleagues, like back then, like I, I did not have like a voice of my own to even when you're hanging out with male colleagues and they're making all these like sexist jokes and you know or talking about women and then you're just like laughing along because you don't want to stand out so I think I had a lot of that I also remember when we were traveling we we'd even gone to like a strip club or all of that so you know I think having the opportunity to even explore some of that but I knew like when women came next to me and were trying to you know rub me up or whatever I felt nothing so I kind of Mm. like it, it sort of like double confirmed to me that Okay, maybe this is, you know, like I think I even went with an open mind, right? Like, if things were to, like, if I were to get aroused, like, that was me sort of exploring in some way right. my uh, the possibility of being bisexual or even being attracted to women, but nothing was happening for me. So I think it kind of like confirmed to me that, you know, this is who I am. So, Pixie, I'm curious, um, have you had an opportunity or an interest even to kind of like explore uh, some of this um, in your journey?
1: Yeah, so, you know, it's it was a story that I was going to share. As I started to understand sexuality a little bit more, I did uh, one time kiss a girl. And I think that was really... Um, I mean, we kissed each other with the, with the idea that she was kind of teaching me how to kiss. And this was in my late 20s. And I remember, like, at that moment forcing myself and not allowing myself to think about this individual as someone that I was attracted to. And so, you know, I didn't let my guards down and it became like a sort of a very educational kiss. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes when I think back into that moment, I wonder what I would have felt if I had let, had allowed myself to experience the kiss as it, like as a kiss right now with my partner who, who is of the opposite sex um, and we are like, you know, we have so much fun. I love the sex and I'm enjoying all of that. But there is this little question at the back of my head of, you know, what would it be like to to explore this with, with a woman? And uh, how would I feel? Would I feel any different? Um, am I even allowing myself to feel it? So I think there is that little bit of a, still like that that side of me which which doesn't want to find out doesn't like is kind of scared to find out but yeah i mean i i'm getting more comfortable with it just within myself um, especially as i reflect and i understand the space more
0: that's very interesting and i think uh the times that we are in right now i think allows for us to kind of like explore or even ask questions like this without it being fatal or even final in some sense, right? Because I think uh, more and more we are surrounded by people who are kind of exploring. Uh, and I think even sexuality as a, as a term, as a label, I think there, it's constantly evolving. And so I think that being in that constant learning mode, Uh, and exploring more just allows us to ask these questions and uh, I think in some way I'm grateful for the times we live in
1: Uh, yeah and we're seeing also more of this right like I know that my uh, niece and nephew who are in their teens are very comfortable with this they are watching this on tv like it's not again it's not a question that they're asking like it's just like oh okay you know um, they're two men and they're kissing and you know They'll have their grandmother watching the same thing, and the grandmother slightly uncomfortable, but the two of them being like, "Oh yeah, okay," you know. It's just like a non. <laughs> uh, it's almost like a non-issue. Um, so yeah. yeah, I feel like you know we're also seeing yeah. a lot of more of this in popular culture, which then um, you know is it's it's not again it's it's something that you may not necessarily question as much as we did or think yeah. it's
0: taboo. And that sort of like begs that question, right? Like, are like especially when you watch this in kids, like you sort of feel like if that is natural, then does this conditioning from our society kind of make us so sort of biased in some way? And then all this learning and exploring is in some way us returning to who we are as people, uh, right? And also terms like pansexual that I learned about very recently and what mm. that means. So just being attracted to another person without regardless of their gender, their race, their whatever, right? All of that. So I think... Yeah, it makes me curious whether you know it's coming us coming coming home in some way.
2: I think that's a very beautiful way of thinking about it. Uh, I'm 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 with you. I think even when earlier when I was we we're talking bisexuality as a way, it still suggests that sort of binary right. There's this and there's that and you kind of like both and so maybe it's both. And I would say that pansexual, as I've been exploring more, is something that I'm more. Uh, I think that would be more. I want to say, accurate or more appropriate a term. And so, yeah, in a way, absolutely, Mojo. Returning to or unlearning, yeah, 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 all of those, all of those sort of themes um, or, you know, actions of us going back to our roots or going back to what, we should have been, had not been for conditioning. Um, and even if it's not, because suggest that suggests that there's an original place we were and we've been somehow spoiled and we're getting back to that. Um, even if it's whatever. The point is that it just feels more comfortable and more accepting and widening our circle of love and appreciation. And uh, all of this conditioning is really nonsense. It was only when that friend asked me that, right? and And so important to... That's why it's just bringing you back to the idea of, you know, how both of you talked about telling stories, asking each other questions is really what made me pause and think about, hey, oh, have I, is there an unexplored part? And therefore, is there some part of me that has been missing? And
1: now I'm really going back to back to that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So here's more to Learning, unlearning, asking questions are uh, really engaging in this dialogue. Because, um, yeah, there's definitely so much more to, to learn and understand of our own bodies and ourselves. Yep. Right on. So unbutton away.
2: Okay, we have reached the segment, Did You Know? And what we wanted to do in this episode is talk about some of those terms we brought up while we chatted about the topic on sexuality and some of us, you know, Pixie, Mojo, Cherry, all of us use some terms. So we thought we might just revisit some of those. What I'm gonna do, I'm gonna start us out with the term asexuality uh, and what that is. Maybe just a little bit about what it's not. And just very quickly, uh, one is that if you identify as asexual, uh, folks who do are referred to as aces. So there's a new term. Aces and now, what are these aces? How how is it different? How is it similar? What are the overlaps? Simply put, I think you can think of it as someone who doesn't feel sexual attraction. Uh, But that doesn't mean that you don't have sex, or that you're abstinent, or that you're celibate, or that you never have sex. There are a lot of in betweens and things like that. It's not to be confused with relationships or love and things. Aces can be in relationships, long term relationships. Uh, But I think the if you're exploring that part of yourself or you're seeing certain trends in yourself, you know, um, whether you feel sexual desire, or you, maybe you feel it rarely, uh, but you develop sexual attraction once in a while, but it's not really like the driving force in your life. You know, your libido is not that high. Um, the idea of having sex is like, huh, okay, but you know, it's not the biggest, most exciting thing for you. Some of these could be indicators that you know you you could identify yourself as asexual, you, know, you don't have to, but the idea is that there's this is what uh, together encompasses sort of asexuality, and there's definitely a lot of gray area in between those itself um and there's a fun term called gray sexual <laughs> to uh, to sort of capture that nuance and i just I just at this point want to just talk about like you know people going out there and getting you know you want to read more and things like that. there's this really good. Uh, resource. And I think a lot of people go to this book. It's called The Invisible Orientation. The Invisible Orientation, and it's an introduction to asexuality, if anyone's interested. And the author is Julie Sondra Decker. I think she does a really great job of putting some questions out there for you to think through to say, how do I tell whether I am? Um, And also really reinforcing the point that you know, the the two are not the same. Sex, sexuality, and all of that does not preclude you from having relationships or anything at all. So if there's any unlearning of that kind you want to do as well, this could be a good resource. So one quick one on that, on um, the, the, the term itself, where it finds place in LGBTQ. I think all of us see that a lot, right? So often it's like LGBTQAI. And if you ever see that, the A over there stands for asexuality. So
1: there you go, asexuality for you. Thanks, Cherry. Um, I'd like to talk about bisexuality. Basically, being a bisexual means that you are sexually attracted to men and women. And I want to read this um, short piece from an article um, that was published in Vice India last year, where an individual talks about coming out as a bisexual individual and the anxiety that they faced. And in this article, I'm just going to read a short piece because it confirms what I've heard also, um, which is in my own personal experience, bisexuals are treated with suspicion. We're seen as people who are either lying about our sexuality or going through a phase that we're not capable of committed relationships that we're confused or just plain greedy for sex. And I think these are some of the sort of the assumptions that I've also heard um, that, you know, you are bisexual because you haven't still figured out whether you're attracted to a man or a woman. Um, and until then, you're mm-hmm. in this explorer, you're in this phase. And once you decide, then eventually you'll be attracted to either a man or a woman. So um, bisexuals go through a lot of uh, discrimination, even within the community, This, you know, especially in this article uh, where this individual shares um, their experience. But biphobia is also like a big. Um, aspect of what they go through um, within the community themselves. So uh, yeah, it's just um, they get a lot of flack. Mm.
0: Thanks, Pixie, for that. Uh, So Pixie spoke to us about bisexuality. So I think a lot of people were having problems with the idea of bisexuality because it subscribes to the notion of the gender binary that that is just male and the female. And um, I think people felt it was not inclusive enough. So they wanted to expand that. So the evolving of uh, that term is what we call pansexual. And I kind of briefly touched about it when we spoke uh, on the episode. So I wanted to define pansexual, which is characterized by sexual or romantic attraction that is not limited to people of a particular gender identity or sexual orientation. So really, pansexual people are attracted to all kinds of people, regardless of their gender, sex, or presentation. It literally is pan, which is all, and they have love for all. So that's pansexual for you. And again, I think one thing to remember is the terms that we describe: asexual and bisexual and pansexual, um, again, they're constantly evolving. So I think it's really important for us to kind of like, get with the program as as some of these things change, because I think as human beings, we're kind of constantly evolving and learning more about ourselves. But there is also this idea that you don't have to be uh, one of them like th- throughout your life. There is also the concept of sexual fluidity, which means that at some point in your life, you could be asexual and at another point, you could be bisexual or pansexual, right? And it's constantly evolving and this sort of like change can happen over weeks, months, years. Um, so yeah, that's, it's, it's all out there. Sexuality, I think, really is a range and there's so much to explore.